please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Hey, welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast, and there you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find access to our social networking pages. You're going to find access to our members-only message boards and our members-only chat rooms. Here's the good thing about an apple a day and famousapple.com. Everything is free. There's no charge to join. None whatsoever. Pretty cool, huh? If you'd like to reach me by email, you can do so by sending it to admin at famousapple.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at famousapple.com. Well, I got some good news for you today. Today, you're not getting a bite. You're not getting a bit. You're not getting a slice. You're not getting a taste. You're not getting an apple fritter. Today, you get the whole pie. So pick up the silverware, put the napkin around your neck, get something to drink, sit back, and let's get going. (laughs) Today, we got a good one for you, my friends. A real good one. We're going to start off with an email from Elaine in Connecticut. She's very happy, I'm very happy for her, and I'm sure everybody is happy. After a year and a half at home on disability, after a really bad car accident where they thought she may never walk again because of her injuries, she's up and moving around and now planning, get this, she's planning to go back to work. I'm so happy for her. She's had a hard year and a half. She's been to rehab. She had surgery. She lost the car. She's been out of work. But she's not one to sit back, not one to just lay down. I wonder what those people who think that uh, disability is some sort of vacation. I guess Elaine doesn't like the vacation. The same as none of us do. None of us like this this stuff. But good for you, Elaine. Good, good, good. I'm I'm so happy for you. Good luck with the job. Keep in touch. You know, don't stop listening to us. You're still part of our community. And let us know how it works out with the job. That's, That's really cool. I'm really glad to hear that. I just want to take a second here. You know, for people that are on disability, and if you're feeling better, you're feeling better. That's great. That's absolutely phenomenal. But you're worried. You know, you, maybe you've been out of work for a couple of years, and maybe you're afraid to go back to work. But here's the thing. You know, with disability, Social Security disability, you have that honeymoon period, kind of, that where when you do go back to work, you're still going to receive your benefits for, I think it's up to nine months, and you're still going to be eligible for your Medicare. So you're not just going to disability, you know, Social Security disability, and saying, look, I think I feel better. I want to go back to work. Okay, write you off. That's it. You end. They don't just throw you out. See, that's the good thing. What people don't realize about Social Security disability is the fact that they want to help you get 
back into the work system. They want to. They want you to feel confident getting back in. They don't want you to kill yourself. They don't want you to hurt yourself. But if you feel up to it and you feel like you can do it and your doctor gives you permission, see, very important. You got to speak to your doctor, speak to your attorney, speak to everyone before you just make this decision. The doctor may have things that he wants you to watch out for, you know, but speak to your doctor, speak to your attorney, and then make plans. If, if you feel better, if you feel that good, which is a great thing, that's a great thing. And you can go back to work, do it. Like I said, social security doesn't just throw you out. They don't say, well, Lara, you're feeling better. Good. You're off our rolls. Boom. You're out the door. No, they support you. They help you get back and God forbid you can't do it. You know, maybe you may find after a month or two of working that you're falling back into the problem that you had that caused you to be out to begin with. Well, you go back to the doctor and Social Security Disability is there to help you right along the way. If you have to go back on benefits, then you have to. They're not just going to throw you out and put you out on your own. That's the good thing. Again, Elaine, I am so happy for you. Congratulations. I hope you do well. I'm sure everybody here wishes you well. You're Again, you're in our thoughts and in our prayers. And keep in touch. Okay, now moving right along. We're going from this really great email from Elaine. And this one coming in, I'm not going to tell you where the fellow's from. Because uh, I'm embarrassed for him. I'm really embarrassed. And I'm going to file this one under moronic. Okay? This fellow's name is Ron. He, he's been disabled for about 10 years. And... He has a problem with alcohol. He loves to drink. He liked to drink before he became disabled. He was a heavy smoker before he became disabled. Now he's a heavier smoker and he's a heavier drinker. And he says that he loves his beer. He'll do anything the doctor tells him except for cut out his beer and cut out his cigarettes. That's the only thing he, he, he's got left. He says, that's his only vice. Are you nuts? Are you absolutely nuts? Now, Ron has contracted diabetes over the, over the course of the years from being, you know, sedentary and not exercising a whole lot and drinking a lot of beer. So he, he doesn't want to give up his beer for anything. This guy, he's developed diabetes. He had, he had an episode in the hospital, he writes, that his pancreas shut down. What would make you continue to drink and smoke when body parts, when organs are shutting down inside your body due to a disease that your smoking and your drinking affects directly? I don't understand that. But here's, here's this thing. He wants to know if it's better that he doubles up on his diabetic medication before he drinks so it counteracts the effects of the alcohol on his diabetes. I had to read that about 45 times and shake my head. Number one, Ron, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the human being. I'm a diabetic. And just as one diabetic to another, you're a moron. First of all, you take prescriptions as they're written. You take the rules that they give you as it applies to you. It tells you on the diabetic medication, don't take with alcohol. It doesn't say double up your pills before you drink alcohol, does it? I'm surprised. You, now, you don't mention if you're on insulin or what, but you do mention pills. So I'm going to I'm gonna just uh, assume, and this may not be right to do, that maybe you're still in the early stages of diabetes. It hasn't got that bad. But yet you tell me that your, your pancreas shut down and you had to spend a week in the hospital. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough to tell you, look, it's time to make some changes? It, you have to. You have, do you realize alcohol turns to sugar? 
your body's not producing enough insulin to take care of the sugar it's already got in it and that it's taken in just from eating. And you're adding more to it with alcohol. And I don't want to hear, I, I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I won't believe it until, until a doctor tells me. But I have never heard a doctor in all my years of going to an endocrinologist and my general practitioner. I've never heard a doctor tell me as a diabetic, go ahead. Have a couple of beers a day. Or go ahead, have a have a glass of wine a day or a shot of scotch. No endocrinologist, no family doctor has ever told me that. Now, I'm not going to say that they never told anybody that, but mine has never told me that. And I, I adhere to the rules. I mean, before I got sick, I used to drink. I used to drink alcohol. I enjoyed myself, but I learned I had to stop. It was affecting me. It was it was effectively killing me, all right? Same thing with smoking. And I'm not touting my own horn. I'm not patting myself on the back. I smoked up to five packs a day over the last 35, 40 years. That's right, five, five packs a day. But you know what? I had a heart attack, and I quit that day. None of this patch, none of, none of the uh, hypnotists or any of that other hokum stuff. When it's your health, you have to do what you have to do. And if you don't, then you're a moron. You know, Ron, I really hope this isn't something that you actually do. Because if it is, you're a disgrace. You know, there's people out there that can't afford their medication. And they're diabetic. They're diabetic and they can't afford the medication. And they'd be willing to take it as it's prescribed. And then you got someone like you who takes advantage of it and says, well, yeah, I'll just double up on it so I can have a case of beer. Think about others. You know what? If you don't want if you don't want to follow the rules, if you don't want to take the medication the way it's written, tell that to your doctor. Let your doctor take you off the medication. Maybe they'll make room for someone else that could actually use it. You know, I have sympathy for everybody that that's in pain, that's disabled. I really do. I have no sympathy, no no patience for stupidity. You know, what this guy sounds like, and I know this probably sounds harsh, but what this guy sounds like is the guy that he's going to skip it, he's going to drink, he's going to continue smoking until something big happens. And then when it does, he's going to blame the doctor. He's going to blame the insurance company. He'll blame the pharmaceutical companies, everybody but himself. You know, he's the same guy when it comes down to it. He's going to he's going to be praying, "Oh, Dear God, please forgive, you know, please forgive me. Please save me. If you don't want to take care of yourself, why should anybody else care? There's an old saying, God helps those who help themselves. Remember that, Ron. Remember that. You know what? In the meantime, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you in my thoughts. I'm going to keep you in my prayers. I'm going to hope that you come to your senses and realize that what you're suggesting even, hopefully you're not doing it. Hopefully. But what you're suggesting is just plain moronic. All right, let's move on here. Let me tell you, when I first seen this next email, I thought this was probably from Ron's brother in California. This one here comes from Alex. He lives in California. He's been on disability for almost four years now. And for four years straight, he's followed the medication regimen. He's done everything they told him. And he's gotten to a point where he's getting depressed. You can tell he's getting depressed. And he wants to stop taking his med. He doesn't want to stop taking them. He just needs a break, he says. He needs a break like a week. Just stop taking them for a week. Now, you want to know something? I can understand that. I can understand the frustration that you feel. It's a it's a regimen that you get into and you start thinking to yourself, I wake up in the morning, I have to take pills. Lunchtime comes, I have to take pills. Dinner time comes, I have to take pills. Bedtime comes, I have to take pills. It becomes that your whole life is taking pills. 
and it gets frustrating. It truly does. I mean, a, a, anyone that's on disability has to know that feeling. It's like you're living just to take pills. I know, I, I know myself. Now, add into that, if you're a diabetic, now instead of just taking pills all the time, now you have to check your sugar. You wake up in the morning, you check your sugar, then you take pills. Mid-morning, you're checking your sugar again. Lunchtime, you're checking your sugar again. Mid-afternoon, you check your sugar. Dinner time, you check your sugar. Mid-evening, mid you're checking your sugar. And before you go to bed, you're checking your sugar again. So then, add into it if you're someone that's on dialysis. Not only are you doing this every day, but now you have to go to dialysis three times a week, four times a, uh, four times a week, and sit there for hours while they're cleaning at your kidneys. You know, being disabled isn't a vacation, okay? We all know that. All of us know that. We're on disability. We're disabled. It's not easy. It's not easy to be disabled. And again, this is what pisses me off with people looking in on us thinking that we're getting away with something. Our life is totally changed. And unfortunately, Alex, we need to take this medication. We need to take the shots. We need to do whatever we have to do to stay alive. This isn't a game. This isn't, well, like uh, I'm going to cheat on a test. Now you're talking life and death because some of these medications, you can't just stop on your own. There's certain medications that they wean you on to. You know, you take one pill for a week, then you take two pills for a week, and then you're taking three pills for another week, and then you level out. They weaned you on it. In order to go off of it, they have to wean you off the same way. Just stopping them, point blank stopping them, can kill you. So you don't know what medications, and your doctor, if you go to your doctor and you tell your doctor this, he, he's not going to allow it, all right? Honestly, what I would suggest and I'm not a doctor. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not pretending to be. I'm telling you from one diabetic, one disabled person to another, from friend to a friend, I would suggest you talk to your doctor about this. It might pay. He may see or she may see that maybe you need to talk to somebody just to help you through this period. Doesn't mean you're crazy. Everybody needs help sometimes. So, Talk to your doctor. Sit down. Talk to your doctor. Tell him how you're feeling. Tell him that it's frustrating. And he's going to understand it as well. Believe me. It's not easy. It's not easy. And anyone that thinks it is, you know, I don't have time to explain it to you. But we know it's not easy. This daily grind of getting up, taking pills. After a while, you know, even from the littlest thing, the aftertaste that leaves in your mouth, the way it makes you feel. Some pills make you real sluggish. Some, some pills put you to sleep. Some pills make you eat like a pig. Other pills make you have no appetite. But you need all of these pills and all this medication because in the long run, it's going to keep you alive. So, Alex, please, I'm begging you. Talk to your doctor. Don't stop taking any medication. Don't stop on your own. Please don't. Talk to your doctor and discuss it with them. Maybe they can combine some pills or, or something. Maybe they'll have a suggestion for you. But please don't do it on your own, my friend. Please. And just one more thing I'd like to add here, and I don't mean this to sound corny or whatever, but you know, disabled people, we have to be the bravest people in the world as far as I'm concerned, because we have to battle life and death every day. That's right. All right, it doesn't sound like much to other people that we have to take pills or we have to go to dialysis or we, we have to go to therapy. But you know what? Our life hangs in the balance there. If we don't do these things, we could die. We could kill ourselves. We could cripple ourselves further. So, you know, 
Think about it. Being disabled and following the regimen, doing what the doctors tell you, what the therapists tell you, that takes guts. That takes guts, and it takes guts to get up every day and do it because it's a life and death situation. So stick with it, my friends. Please stick with it. Don't don't veer off. If you feel like you, you want to give up, talk to your doctor. Talk to somebody. Talk to me. All right. Uh, we're going to just move on here. We're going to take a little bit of a break, a 30-second break. And when we come back, we are going to be discussing this new phenomenon going on with the politicians in our country. That, well, not all the politicians, but the Democrats, the progressives, the all of a sudden the Democrats are socialists. They want to promote socialistic medicine. They want to promote socialism, period. But they, they're promising people Medicare for everybody. Uh, it doesn't work that way, my friends. Well, we'll discuss it when we come back. We'll be back in 30 seconds. An Apple a Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. There you're going to find articles about the topics we discuss. You're going to find our connections to our Facebook page. And you're even going to find connections to our private chat board. So take a minute. Go over. Visit www.famousapple.com. But please wait till the end of this podcast. Don't run out on me now. Let's get back to the discussion. And we're back. That wasn't bad, huh? I told you, 30 seconds, here we are. Well, anyone that pays attention to the news nowadays here in the United States, they know that come November, there's a midterm election coming up, and all of a sudden, Democrats are pushing socialism. That seems to be the new battle cry for the Democrats, socialism. Everything is socialism. But the one thing that they're trying to promise everybody is Medicare for all. I have a question, all right? We receive Social Security disability because we paid into it. We receive Medicare because we paid into it. We also pay a monthly premium, anywhere between $100, $109 and I think $140 for Medicare. And now they're going to give Medicare to everybody? How is that even possible? First of all, I have a serious problem, and I don't mean to ruffle any feathers here, but I have a serious problem with any kind of benefits going to illegal aliens in the country, all right? Illegal immigrants. What part of the word illegal do people not understand? You broke the law. It's illegal. So now you're going to reward them with medical benefits? To me, that's that's asinine. That's asinine. That's re rewarding bad behavior, and that's somehow supposed to be right? And people say, well, you know, medical, medical benefits are, are good for everybody. It's a right. No, it's not. It's absolutely not a right. Medical coverage, medical health insurance is not a right. It's a privilege. Like anything else that you want, you have to work for. Right? Nobody just gives it to you. Who do you think is paying for all of this? I know, the rich people. Why should they be paying for your health benefits? Think about that. Logically, nobody's paying for ours. We paid for ours. We bought the insurance that the government told us we had to buy. And that's how we're receiving Social Security disability. We bought the insurance, the Medicare insurance. That's why we're paying for it on a monthly basis. Nobody's giving it to us. Nobody has given it to us. You get the elderly out there that worked all their life, all their life, so that they can receive Social Security and Medicare. They paid into it all their adult working life. And now you're just going to turn around and give that to everybody because it makes you feel good? First of all, it's not yours to give, okay? Show me in the Constitution somewhere where it says health insurance 
is a right. It's not. It's a privilege. I don't know what's so hard to understand about that. You can't just take people's money and give it to others. That's not what the government's for. The government's not a charity. Government is supposed to be doing the business of the people. It's not the government's business to, to cover you with, Medica- with medical benefits. I mean, there's programs in place already to help those that can't afford. It's called Medicaid, okay? This nonsense that Obama was pushing, this Obamacare, med- medical coverage for everyone, and it, it doesn't affect you. It's gonna, you can keep your insurance. You can keep your doctors. We all found out that that was a crock of crap. We lost our insurance. We had to pay higher premiums. We had to pay higher deductibles. And for what? And they think they're going to do this with our Medicare? You know, if you think for one second that Medicare is going to be free for you if they get elected, you're nuts. When have they ever said, well, you can stop paying now and we'll just give it to you for free? Never. Never. The only one that will benefit from this are the people that don't work. The people that, you know... I don't want to sound cold and cruel, but, you know, everyone everyone in this country starts out on a level playing field. Everyone has an opportunity to go to school. Everyone has an opportunity to get an education, to get a degree. Everyone has an opportunity to apply for a job. It's not anyone else's fault if you refuse to get an education. If you decide to work at a minimum wage job because it's easier than actually going out and putting yourself out there and working for something. And don't tell me you're not capable of doing anything else. That's nonsense. In this country, that is nonsense. I'm tired of the government giving away our money to other people. What's next? All right, so they socialize medicine. Do you know they want to follow the the example in England? Do you know in England it can take you up to 60, 60, 60 hours to get an ambulance? Look what they just did to that kid. They didn't think that he he his life was worth saving, so they let him die. They didn't help him medically. They thought his life wasn't worth saving. So they let that little kid die. Do you want someone dictating what when your life isn't worth something to them anymore? That they're going to cut expenses by cutting your medication off? That's what happens in socialism, my friends. Look at Venezuela right now. Is that how you want to live? Go through dumpsters to get your groceries? Kill the animals in the, in the zoos so you can eat? Kill your household pets so you can eat? If that's what you want, you're in the wrong place. You want You want to live like that? Go to Venezuela. Okay, go to a socialist country. You want to wait 60 hours for an ambulance? Go live in Great Britain. I'm not saying the people in Great Britain are the fault. It's the governments. The governments are doing this, and we can't allow them. We can't allow it. Especially here in America, we can't allow it. I can't sit back and watch that happen. I refuse to sit back and watch that happen. That's just my opinion. My opinion. All right? If you if you have a differing opinion, please, I want to know. Tell me how. If you think for one second that socialism is better, please write me and tell me how. I'll answer you. I'll put it up here for others to hear. I'll put it on the website for others to see. But you tell me how you think socialism beats capitalism. Tell me what the benefits of socialism are that are going to enhance our lives here. Please, I'm willing to listen. All right, my friends, thank you very much for stopping by this week. I really appreciate it. And I do mean that. You are my friends. So please, we can agree or we can disagree. But at the end of the day, we're still friends. Okay? Listen, remember, things can always be worse. Right now, there's people who are striving to be in our positions. So remember, things can always be worse. Okay, my friends, look, have a great weekend. I will talk to you again Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, and we'll do it all again next week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. I'll talk to you soon. This is Jimmy Apple. 
Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.